made on Zencaster. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy from the You Stank, you Stank. I am Iron Man. Hello and welcome once again to Stark or Stank. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Josh. Hello, I need you to know that it's very difficult for me to go through that entire intro without doing a big hay fever sniff right into the <laughs> mic. Well, I, I don't know how... Uh, anyway, yeah, welcome to the podcast. There's no way around this. <laughs> I just need you to know. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, I've, um, I need to bring up this thing that I always forget to bring up. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, the show where we rank Marvel movies and... Talk about them, and um, this week we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That is correct, and not just any Marvel movies, it's MCU movies. If we were doing just any old Marvel movies, I don't think we would have gotten very far, because, man, the floor on the quality of some of those is rough. Uh, I'd love to see where we'd rank Elektra. Oh, you went (laughs) right for Elektra. (laughs) I'm thinking of, like, the worst Yeah, no, like, I was thinking Fanforstic. Oh well, that's yeah. They're both they're both right down. Yeah, the they're, they're, we're hitting fucking uh, bedrock on that shit. Uh, how's how's things? You, you like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do like Guardians of the Galaxy oh, Volume Two. Thank that's you good. for asking. I also like this movie. <laughs> if you'd like to know where my original rankings put it, it is definitely quite high. But I can bring those numbers up. Mm, okay. Let me, well, let me find I haven't some numbers for you. I haven't looked at my list uh, today. Uh, this is all I've thrown this all together. I've, I've literally finished watching the movie at like seven, like like two hours ago, and then I watched the uh, holiday special. Uh, yeah, no. After <laughs> that, definitely sounds like that's how that played out. Because I got messages about Guardians, and then later on, I got a message reminding me that the Christmas special was on halfway through you watching it. Yeah. Uh, currently, it's at number seven on my original ranking. Okay. Uh, although I think, I think it maybe deserves to be higher. We'll see. Hmm. Okay. We'll see how we go. I ha- honestly have not thought about where I'll rank it. So yeah, it's gonna in be a the good context one. of in the context of this, I haven't really thought about it. But yeah. looking at our rankings, I'm I'm starting to formulate some numbers. Alrighty. Let's see how we go with that. Let's first talk about some trivia. Please hit me with that trivia. Um, this is one of the one of only a few Marvel Cinematic Universe movies to feature full opening credits. Uh, other examples are Iron Man Two, Incredible Hulk, uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and Black Widow. Uh, so huh. There you go. That's that's yeah. So they they usually just skip to d- the movie and then save the credits for later. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, it's not really something that I noticed, but that is correct. When director James Gunn was writing the script for the movie and proposed the idea of Ego, the living planet, being Star-Lord's father, Marvel told him that they did not have the rights to the character. The rights belonged to 20th Century Fox because of his ties to the Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer franchise. God damn it! (laughs) Since Gunn had no other characters in mind for Star-Lord's father, he had to ask Fox if he could use the character. Fortunately, Fox agreed to let Marvel have Ego in return for Fox gaining more creative freedom over Negasonic Teenage Warhead's set of powers in Deadpool. 
Oh, well, that seems like a fair trade. And I mean, like, <laughs> the, f- the fuck was Fox going to do with fucking Ego the Living Planet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the cassette decks. Uh, very, very popular. I think we discussed this with the last... Yeah, last I think we movie. actually, like, looked up some sales figures. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they popped off uh, after that movie came out. And the, the the prop master for this movie, Russell Bobbitt, had difficulty finding the cassette decks used in the first film, and all of the Sony Walkman headphones they found were broken. Bobbitt contacted Sony to see if they had any available for filming. They did not. So he eventually created six from scratch. Oh, Jesus. I was going to say, just make some more, but apparently that's what you do. That's what you do. You just Fuck. make some. I mean, like, when you don't get called prop master for nothing. Exactly. Like, you don't get to be that job role unless you are fucking dedicated to making Sony headphones, <laughs> specifically. Uh, Bradley Cooper recorded his lines for Rocket while wearing a motion capture headpiece in the recording studio to perfectly synchronize Rocket's voice and facial expressions. In the first film, Cooper supplied only the voice. Uh, yeah. There I, you go. I don't know if, like, I was noticing this in the moment while watching the movie, but I feel like that you can kind of tell it feels like it syncs up a little bit better it's uh, it's good he does have some very good faces in this movie he does yeah now let us talk about the movie this uh synopsis plot comes from marvel cinematic universe.fandom.com slash wiki slash guardians underscore of underscore the underscore galaxy underscore volume dot underscore two pay us or me. It, you could just pay me. I'd just, be fine with that. Just pay Josh. Uh, pay me, he you deserves it. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, some recognition. Even though he doesn't read the plot at all. Nope. I, I could. Bitch, I could. <laughs> all right. Next week. <laughs> oh, God. No. What have I done? <laughs> In 1980, Meredith Quill is courted by Ego, who shows her an alien seedling he had planted in the woods of Missouri. That's the first. That's the first uh, paragraph. In this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, starting off strong, good, yep. great. Um, we get some of that fantastic soundtrack that's to come. Yes. I will uh, say, uh, I noticed uh, there's there's a, a fair chunk of this movie that, that does not have music. Uh, at some point, there's just no music. No, you know. Well. I feel like the first movie had a lot more music throughout I the movie. F- I feel like the, no. I don't know. I, I, I look at Guardians 2 and I can definitely think of more uh, musical moments that I enjoy specifically because of, sure. you know, how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in addition to that, I think it's got a more pronounced, you know, like, original score, yeah. whereas the original Guardians didn't really have that much of a yeah. memorable uh, orchestral vibe to it. Yeah, I guess so. That makes sense. But, uh, yeah, this is an intro to a movie, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, how there's do you, not much to talk about yet. How do you feel about de-aged Kurt Russell? Uh, it works well. It's fine. I don't. I think there's, uh, like, a, some other trick to it. They, they tried something else with makeup and stuff here. I, I'm not quite sure how it's done. Yeah, it seems a bit different to other methods that they've done so far. Yeah. Something about it, maybe they just tried to reach a bit too far, looks a little bit off, but, I mean, it's serviceable. It works. It's, oh, God. <laughs> fine it's not that good everything just fell over on my desk uh yeah good intro 
I think uh, one of the things that makes me think that maybe the de-aging isn't that good is that he's got those really big sunglasses on and it hides his eyes. And it makes me think they're trying to hide something specifically about the de-aging process. Right. Like, yeah. he just doesn't... There's something real uncanny about it. Like, he doesn't look like a human sometimes. Right. It's serviceable. It's definitely better than... I watched Tron Legacy again. <laughs> you made a mistake, sir. It's better than that. So. Yeah, that's a... That's a low bar. Yes. It's not uh, as good as like Michael Douglas though in Airmen. No, no, no. It's the Michael Douglas one and also the Downey in uh, Civil War. Yes. These good. are both very good. And this one is just like, yeah, it's fine. It's good. Yeah, it's fine. 34 years later, the Guardians of the Galaxy are renowned as heroes after two months for defeating Ronan the Accuser. They accept a job from Aisha, leader of the Sovereign, to defend valuable batteries from the Abelisk in exchange for Nebula, whom the Sovereign captured following the Battle of Xander. After defeating the Abelisk, Rocket Raccoon steals several of the Enulax batteries for himself, and when the Sovereign discover this, they attack the Guardian ship, the Milano, with their own fleet of Omnicrafts. The Milano is heavily damaged and forced to crash land on a nearby planet, but the Sovereign fleet is single-handedly destroyed by Ego, who reveals himself as Peter Quill's father. Ego invites Quill to return to his home, accompanied by Gamora and Drax the Destroyer. Rocket and Groot remain to repair the Milano and guard Nebula. What were those batteries called? Um, no, I'm trying to remember what Drax calls them. <laughs> They're called Harbulary batteries. Harbulary, of course. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, I've got like multiple notes in my notebook here that just sum up uh, as Drax has the best laugh. He really does. It's He's just a, a full on like chest laugh. I mean, Batista's really getting into it. It's not quite this, <laughs> but it's pretty, pretty up there. It's not as dumb as that, but it is. Uh, it, he wheels it out a lot more often, especially in this movie. Yeah. Um, it's just a big, hearty, like, dad laugh right there. Mm-hmm. He's he's going whole hog on that laugh. <laughs> he is. Um, um, yes, this is a, a really cool intro. We get to see the Guardians at work as a team. There is something just so very Guardians about uh, putting off the big interdimensional space beast battle into the background while we focus on Baby Groot dancing. Yes, that's... Uh, that's the insane part of this intro is that they've spent all of this money on the, the visual effects mm-hmm. and it's all blurred in the background. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just all out of focus. You hardly see any of the, like, the big action. It's, it's, it's group dancing and that's pretty much all you see for most of this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. James Gunn choreographed and served as the motion capture model for Groot's dance during the opening credit sequence took the visual effects team nearly two years to complete the CG rendering for the final scene. God damn. Uh, worth it. I think that's a really great dance. <laughs> it is. But, uh, you know, again, it, it took them two years to render something that was mostly blurred in the background. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was worth it. <laughs> I think so. It's a it's uh, a very good opening. It's, it is nice seeing the Guardians, like, on the job. How long did you say this was after... The previous film? This is two months after the last Fuck movie. Fuck you, it is. Well, that's what it says here, but I read in the trivia that it was three months, so... Well, that still doesn't seem like enough time. It's two or three months, apparently. God, 
Damn. And then and then Infinity War is four years after this. Okay. See, now that makes a bit more sense. All right. Um, yeah, so we get to see the Guardians on the job. You get to see Peter being not at all insecure about Gamora's massive gun. Yes. Uh, and no longer being the sole gun guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drax's sensitive nipples. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, great, great stuff. Um, yep. and Lots of, course, of character building here. Of course, Rocket makes uh, fun of him. My nipples hurt. Oh, goodness me. Oh, goodness me. Such a good <laughs> wording of it. Oh, oh it's perfect. <laughs> Such a, like a nerd. Like, he sounds like a nerd. Yeah, Rocket's got some really good, like, mocking lines. There's a bit later where he's like, yep. Rocket, do this. Rocket, do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the, the line reads are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rocket's the- correct. Work without tunes is actual fucking torture. I agree. Get that <laughs> right, fucking yeah. stereo working. <laughs> I agree. Um, so the sensor that Peter Quill looks at when detecting the extra dimensional creature here during the opening of the movie is a modified 1977 Mattel handheld electric electronic football video game uh selling over one million units this was one of the hottest items of christmas 1977 the beep at the beginning is the touchdown sound while the other beeps are the sound of the ball moving down the field that's so stupid and perfect (laughs) yeah it's really good uh yeah I, i love this intro so much and the the song choice as well mr blue sky it's fucking it's really good yeah it's like super upbeat and nice, mm-hmm. and then there's like some weird creepiness to it. It's good. Yeah, uh, it's a very good song for a very good intro. I like that during this big fight scene, the bits of the uh, guardians that we do see that are in focus is them kind of co-parenting Groot. Yes, it's all it's all about telling Groot to get out of the way or um, move, or they move him out of the way or, or stop. Like that. Uh, isn't he like eating something and Rocket flies over and be like, get it out of your mouth? And starts <laughs> right, like slapping yes. him. <laughs> yeah. Or Drax just, like, watching him like a hawk, making mm-hmm. sure he doesn't move. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've written here, like, it's, yeah. Again, it's insane to me that they spent millions of dollars on a single-shot sight gag intro. Like, this is a single shot, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no cuts during the, this opening credits. Yep. And Everyone loves a good one I do. I do love them. Um, and it's Especially when it's for the most dumb bullshit in the world. Yeah. It's insane. It's so crazy. Um, uh, you reckon Drax just gets off on danger? Because he seems really oh, hyped about jumping into that monster's mouth. Absolutely. That's Drax's... Yes. He and loves like, it. Later on during the space battle, he like jumps out the back of the Milano holding a gun. He seems he so hyped fucks. about that. He's, he's flying through the forest getting hit by literally every tree the Milano doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, he's like, that was awesome. Let's do it again. <laughs> Wait, where's the... Um, oh, am I missing... Oh, oh no, here we go. Did here you have go. an audio? Spaceship! Yes! Spaceship! He's got such a way with words. His vocabulistics are quite good. <laughs> they are. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, all fun. I like the... Yes, the... Oh, yeah, this whole like, oh god, this this one paragraph went through so much. Um, it does. It really does. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we go. We we have the intro, the opening credits. I do need to say, Drax's face after he comes out of the Space Beast is the fucking best. Yeah, <laughs> it's like bulging eyes. Ah, uh, oh, it's very good. Uh, they go and talk to the the high priestess. 
who yep. Quill wants to bang. And, because uh, she's a woman with a heartbeat. Exactly. And uh, until he realizes that Gamora is there and he's like, oh, maybe not. Look, Peter doesn't always remember that other women are around until he, like, <laughs> right. his boner, like, freaks out. It's like a dowsing rod. Can't do, figure out which way to go. I do wonder, why is her crown attached to the chair? It seems like yeah, an inconvenient thing. <laughs> I completely forgot that that was a thing until she stood up. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, oh, man. A- look, alien um, hierarchies and their like higher roles always have weird headgear, fashion sense shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like Princess Leia always had weird hair. Sure, she probably had a chair with a fucking hat built into it. <laughs> sure, why not? I know my chair's got a hat built into it. Oh, you're so lucky. I'm jealous. Yeah. I can't take the hat anywhere. It's practically useless. <laughs> But at least the sun won't get you inside. Yeah, well, maybe I could take my chair outside. I don't know. Uh, if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, so your neb- Nebula's here. And uh, we get this. Family reunion, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Peter, un- unable. Well, not unable to read the situation, but trying to break the tension. Right. <laughs> badly. Uh, yeah. I've got here Nebula, more familial drama, sign me up. I fucking love family drama, and that seems to be like 90% of the MCU. Mm -hmm. It really is, yeah. I mean, most of the characters have dead parents, so, you know. Yeah, no, and a lot of the movies tend to be about either found family or family or something of the sort, which, hey, guess what? This one is kind of too a lot. (laughs) Very much so, yeah. Um, I will say you said uh, there's not like a ton of music in it, or you felt there was not like a ton of music in this one. But I've got a note yeah. here that says we're blasting through the awesome mix volume two because we've already had um, Brandy, we've already had Mr. Blue Sky. There's a oh, I can't remember what the song is when they're blasting off from the Sovereign Planet, but they do have one for taking off. Yep. Yeah, so that's like, like I, three songs back to back to back almost. But that's the thing. It's like it's like it's front loaded. And then there's, like, nothing for quite a while in the middle. Yeah, I think once they get to uh, Ego's planet, yeah, it, it sort of dies off a little bit, but not too much. There's still mm. some stuff, and arguably the best one is in there. My yeah. favorite is in there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, Rocket and Drax are bonding over their thievery. That's fun. Yeah, like- you got... S- Fucking sneaky oversharing Drax being fucking silent as shit, scaring Quill and then talking about his sex life. <laughs> talking about his engorged nether regions. Horrible. Hate that <laughs> phrasing. Good stuff. <laughs> it's, he's also got the harsh truths where he's like, look, Gamora's just not your type. You just got to find someone who's pathetic, like you. <laughs> right. Drax has a way of saying. Like he means well, but he, he says it in words. the in the worst p- possible way. Yeah, he, he has no sensitivity filter. He's just like, no. here's, here's the truth. Here's what you need to hear. That's it. That's all you mm-hmm. get. That's it. Um... <laughs> also, like when they're uh, when they're on the ship and they're escaping, and Drax like casually throws out the rocket stole the batteries. Yes. 
And Rocket like looks at him all offended and he's like, what What the fuck? <laughs> he's yeah. just like, uh, no, he didn't. What a mystery this is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, tries to play it off like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I is, love that Drax, is Drax a thousand percent more of a comedic relief character in this than he was in the first one? Oh, he's, yeah, like they're like... Because like you he know just what? played for laughs a little bit in the first one. Like he's a weird guy. He doesn't get metaphors. Takes everything right. literally. But now he's just like genuinely kind of a real big dumb idiot, and it's well, very fun. That, that's like one of the problems I have with this movie is that mm-hmm. it's it's basically just you've you've got a few characters that that learn things. You've got and some the rest, story characters, and you've got some support characters. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of support characters, uh, mm-hmm. and some of them are the Guardians of the Galaxy. It, like, yes, um, I, I have a feeling we're going to come together on this at the end and be like, "Yeah, well, our Starks and Stanks are remarkably similar." That sounds like it might be. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they, uh, especially like Gamora, like does nothing in this movie basically except for run away from nebula and fighter like I don't, she she's just there um she gets a little more to do than some people but that's not much yeah uh, uh this is the peter quill show this this <laughs> yeah, yeah star and rocker yeah. raccoon <laughs> yeah exactly um do you like the massive space battle i feel like we I like have space more battles. Space battles. Yeah, I love space battles. That's fun. It's a fun time. And, and uh, like the quantic asteroid field, that's fun. Yep. It's and a neat idea. Yeah, Drax jumping out of the ship and uh, <laughs> it's dumb as fuck. And then they want to get when they go to land, and he's still outside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love when they're going through all the trees. You see, the, like the shot is from the back of the ship. You see mm. Drax out in the distance, and all this debris flying past. And just a single bit, like massive bit of ship flies off and you hear the clang as it nails them in the head. It's so fucking <laughs> right. good. Uh, I'm I like, a sucker for good physical comedy. Yeah, I like how they're um, they're piloting the ships like remotely. Like They're like, we're so advanced, we don't need to fucking be in the ships. Like that's just yeah, the stupidest thing. Video game pods. <laughs> yeah. I like that when uh, everyone gets blown up, and there's mm. just the one guy chasing them down, uh, and he also gets blown up. Everyone watching that guy is like, "Oh, you suck, Zalak!" Except these <laughs> right. guys all already fucking died. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, you gold idiots. Uh, that oh. guy from Farscape's here. <laughs> wow. All right, that's a pull. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, right. I forgot he's just in this one scene as like the Admiral. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, James Gunn said in an Instagram post in August, 2017, that Farscape was one of his all time favorite sci-fi shows. When he ran into the show's star, Ben Browder or Broder, I don't know how you say it. A couple of years before shooting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at the Saturn Awards, he asked him if he'd make a cameo. He thankfully agreed and can be seen as the Sovereign Admiral Admiral with Aisha. Yep. All right, then. Well, that's that's nice. That's a cool but little the, like, thing. But, like, that's not even, like, like, that's a, that's a cameo. That is, There's yeah, like, that is 100% a cameo. That's, this is a movie full of cameos. That's, of, that's a thing that James Gunn did for James Gunn. Yeah, exactly. And they... He just keeps doing it, the whole movie. Um, I like that uh, in this massive space battle, and even before it, we get the setup 
and the reminder of the uh, the zognut being unripe for later. <laughs> yes. Yep. We've we've planted that for later, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it will pay off eventually. It will pay off, and it will continue. It will continue. Yep. It sure will. Uh, Drax is proud of having huge turds. <laughs> I've written that. <laughs> <laughs> He's so proud of it. Famously huge turds. Famously huge turds. Uh, because Rocket threatens to put one of his turds in Quill's bed. Yep. That's upsetting, but it is very <laughs> funny also. Oh, and uh, Groot's just enjoying the ride. He's sitting there just eating something. I don't know what he's eating. Yeah, Groot, by virtue of being a baby, is one of those characters that doesn't get a huge amount to do here. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to be the cute mascot. Mm-hmm. And then they crash and they have an argument. And uh... They sure do. Um, Star Munch. Star Munch. <laughs> I put Star in- Munch might be my favorite Star Lord uh, filler. <laughs> it's good. If Quill's dick had a hand, it could pilot the ship really well. We find dick that out. jokes are so far up Quill's alley. This makes <laughs> yeah, perfect sense. Exactly. I uh, like the rocket doesn't understand perspective. He's like, right. oh, there was a t- we got saved by a tiny man. I bet it's like, the one-inch man. The one-inch man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know, like this big, holds up his fingers. <laughs> and they're like, wait, really? Like one inch? It's like, oh, I'm sure he'd be bigger if he got closer. And Quill's like, that's how eyesight works. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, Rocket's a, a very smart dude, but only in very specific ways. Mm-hmm. So, Ego, does Ego show up now? He, or do he we, does. Or do I we think, cut to, okay, yeah. I think you've had, like, a little bit in the synopsis that said Ego shows up and reveals himself to be Quill's father. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if this is, like, mixing things up, because we also have to go to Yondu at some point. Uh, well... I don't mention Yondu in my notes yet. I've still got Ego, which is okay. Ego's ship is weird and cool. And also Ego, huh? Bet that name has no deeper meaning. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's just that's None just name. at all. Cool uh, Prince probably means something in an alien language and not, you know. Yeah, possibly. Human Earth English. <laughs> sure, yeah. I see what you mean. Or like Greek or Latin? I don't know. Who can probably say? Greek. The Greeks, probably. Mm, nah, can't trust them. Um, yeah, my, oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> my next note is about Contraxia, so you can continue with the synopsis if you'd like. <laughs> Aisha hires Yondu Udonta, who has been exiled from the greater Ravager community for trafficking children to recapture the Guardians. Uh, Udonta's crew track down the Milano and capture Rocket, but when Udonta shows reluctance to turn Quill over to the Sovereign, Taserface <laughs> leads a mutiny with help from Nebula, who tricked Groot into freeing her. Quill, Gamora, Drax, and Ego, along with Ego's em- empathic assistant Mantis, travel to Ego's home, a living planet that is an extension of his body. Ego explains that he is a celestial who created a humanoid avatar to travel the galaxy and interact with other species. Quill soon learns he can access and manipulate the power within Ego's planet. Drax becomes friendly with Mantis, who wants to reveal a secret about Ego. What could it be? I need to correct this synopsis on something, because it does mention that the planet is an extension of the body, but it's actually the other way around. The body is an extension of the planet. Right. Well, yeah. He's a big brain. The big brain I'm winning. He's literally a brain. (laughs) 
literally <laughs> in the middle of the planet. Yeah, in the core. Um, you're out of luck until you've gone duck. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a duck's dick? Because like, oh no, don't. It's bad. No. <laughs> it's a bad time. Uh, Envision yeah. a corkscrew. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have to talk about it. Yondu was banging a cyberhawker. Yep, I put cyberhawker. Yeah, you do. You do. You do have cyberhawker there. I would you feel bad if the cyberhawker immediately powered down afterward? Because I'd feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I think so. No wonder he's blue. <laughs> Dabu D, Dabu die. <laughs> Stallone's here. Yeah, he is. Mr. Is Sylvester he the law? Sloan. He might be the law. Uh, yeah, he's the law. He's some kind of law. Ravager law. I am the Ravager law. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, have you seen the gag reel for this? Because there's like a million takes of him trying to say Ravager, and he cannot no, do it. No, I haven't. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's... I have. I'm sure I have, actually, but I, I don't remember. He keeps saying Ravager oh, with like okay. an N in there. It's weird. Ravager. <laughs> you went a little bit on there. They're the same. <laughs> no, they're not. Yes, they are. They're exactly the same. Oh, yeah, you're right. They are. Um, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Hey, Contraxia looks cool and very gross, but in a cool way. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks like you'd catch something just by touching it. So I guess the name Contraxia like, works. Like you crack something yeah. by going there. I will say the, the Sovereign... You know, they're high tech in a lot of ways. And then and they're just, just like people rolling out of rolling carpet. Rolling out of carpet. <laughs> Although they had to do some mad calculations to make sure it was exactly the right length <laughs> right. to show up right in front of where Yondu was going to be exactly, in that moment. Yeah. Smart, Why blue? smart people. Why a blue carpet? I don't know. Seems weird. Doesn't, I mean, like, blue doesn't like, weird. go they're, with gold. They're weird people. What do you want? Yeah, they are conceited douchebags. You can't tell, but I'm wink- I'm winking with the wrong eye. Ah, oh, god damn it! Winking, <laughs> winking with the right eye. I would have got the it. The left eye? I think that's the right. <laughs> no, no, that's the left. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sylvester Stallone as Stakar is weird because Stakar's like the Z tier character that mm-hmm. no one watching the MCU movies is going to recognize, except for like. I mean, five of us. If we're talking about Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, and there's a lot of characters you're not going to recognize, it's mostly. True. Yeah, that is true. Uh, they're, but they're what not... about one of the original Guardians of the Galaxy? Sure, there's there's a few of those. Yeah, there's yeah. at least three. Show maybe up later. Four. Yeah. <clears throat> um, cool. I mean, one of them is already. In the movie. Two of them, in fact, at this point. Oh, sure, yeah. In um, fact, in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> right. I haven't written any notes here except for uh, um, rolling the carpet. Seems like a hassle. <laughs> but I like, yeah, this is good. I like uh, them going to talk to Yondu and uh, I like Stallone. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, Stallone's just got a, a good presence for this kind of thing. And, like, he looks the part in the uniform. It's cool. Um, so I think the synopsis already covered this bit before they go to Ego's planet. Mm. 
did it? Yes. Okay, so I do have some notes on that, okay. which is Drax doesn't see color. Yeah, I, I put is Drax colorblind here, and I, I don't remember what's that in, what that's in reference to. What happens? <laughs> that's 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 in reference to the conversation where he's like, "I thought Yondu was your father." Oh, okay, right. And Quill's like, like uh, "No, no." Uh, Drax goes, "They look exactly alike." <laughs> right. And then yeah, um, Rocket's whole one's blue, and then it cuts back to Drax doing a gesture like, <laughs> yeah, yeah? Like, yeah, and he's blue, <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> also blue. Good, it's a very good subtle gesture, and I like yeah. it a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, Rocket gets called a triangle-faced monkey. <laughs> yes, and then immediately like pats down his nose like he's self-conscious, and it's very sad. <laughs> Yeah, he gets angry and then gets sad immediately. Yeah, that is Rocket's whole deal. <laughs> gets oh, yeah. angry and he gets sad. Pretty much. Relatable. Um, creepy smile Mantis. Mm-hmm. Mantis has some good faces in this movie and creepy smile is one of them. Yes. Uh, we get the, uh, the recap of childhood Peter talking about his dad, Zadu Hasselfrau. Mm-hmm. And his magic boat. Let's not forget. Uh, I put Drax as a jokester, and I'm trying to remember what what he did. Oh, oh he, to he, pat, he tricks, pat Rocket. Yeah, he tricks Mantis yeah. into patting Rocket. <laughs> it like just goes immediately goes to bite her. She's like, ah. yeah, and he's like, that's a practical joke. I just made it up. <laughs> sounds like my sounds like my son. That's something my son would say. <laughs> this is a thing that I've invented, Dad. Yeah. Uh Drax is great. Yeah, he is. He is. I like I'm kind of torn on this cuz I do like I think I like Drax better in the first movie. Yeah. But I can't deny that I laugh a lot <laughs> when Drax is on screen in Guardians 2. Yes. So, you know, bit torn on that. I feel like it's like he they didn't have anything like really for him to do so what else was he gonna do except for be some yeah because he's kind of already gotten a bit of closure what with uh ronan being dead and now his whole thing is going after thanos but we can't do thanos just yet so he's just kind of spinning his wheels being funny exactly he's doing a good job of it yeah um i've got oh yeah um Sensible Gamora. If he ends up being evil, we'll just kill him. <laughs> right. Uh, that is some some frank, sensible uh, advice in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. If this guy is fucking with us, we'll just murk him. It's fine. <laughs> right. And then yeah, family squabbles all around. You got Peter and Rocket, Gamora and Nebula. Everyone's at each other's throats, and so it's time to split them all up. Nebula says, you're leaving me with this fox. Does no one know what a raccoon is in this world? Like, I feel like every time what someone mean, says Rocket, Rocket. doesn't know what a raccoon is. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that he, he is a raccoon, but it's like. It's, yeah, but like, does, he doesn't know what a raccoon is. I understand that. But does how can you know what a fox is <laughs> and, and not, not know a what rac- a raccoon is? You know, that's a good question. And the answer is, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's just something I wanted to point out. It's like every time, look, not no, every nobody knows has, what Rocket is ever. 
Maybe, maybe like foxes or monkeys are those things that like every planet's got a fox of some kind or a monkey of some, or maybe that's what they call raccoons on those planets. Maybe, 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 ra- maybe raccoons on uh, Ego's planet, Ego, are just monkeys that Ego made because Ego makes everything on his planet. I don't fucking know. Maybe. I like that Quill still carries around that Hasselhoff uh, cutout. Pitchy still got it. <laughs> he just pulls it out and looks at it. Yeah, yeah. That's well, funny. why wouldn't you? I mean, look, if that's like one of the last things you have from your home planet from when you were a child, I guess mm-hmm. you kind of hang on to that if you can. Yeah. And we get uh, we get the scene, the scene that everyone knows, where uh, Mantis is, is displaying her powers talking about how she can uh, put Ego to sleep. And then does it on Quill and embarrasses him. Oh, my God. So crazy. (laughs) She just told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. I really like how you pad for time while you try and find the right audio clip. No, I had it. I had it. Oh, okay. So that's. I was trying to give context to it. Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, another good laugh from Drax. Mm-hmm. Um, Drax and Mantis might be my favorite duo in yes. the MCU, which is hard for me to say because Bucky and Steve. Mm-hmm. Especially but, now uh, after the holiday special. Oh my god, we can't <laughs> talk about it. We got we we got to stay on target. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Um, yeah, we got to stay on target here. I love Mantis's delivery of the line. They're not fulfilling doorways. <laughs> When talking about her antenna. <laughs> she has a lot of, like, yeah, weird inflections every now and then. It's, They're very so funny. Sh- Look, she's not a, she's not used to being around people who aren't entire planets. Right. Exactly. And I imagine Ego's not very good conversation. Probably not. <laughs> just wants to talk about himself all the time. He has an ego. What are you going to do? Yeah. He, like, walks around in it, too. We go back to the ship, the damaged ship, where yep. Rocket is uh, using all these traps and gadgets, and it's very cool. I love this scene. Rocket's reverse ambush is so fucking good, and it's the reminder that Rocket is hyper-competent. Yes, <laughs> he's, exactly. He's fucking great. And even when he doesn't have gadgets, he'll just fucking bash the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets caught off guard by yeah. two Ravages and just launches himself at one of their faces. Mm-hmm. Just and then does a sit backflip when out. that one gets shot. Yeah. A ravager eat, cool. There's a ravager that eats a fucking spider-looking thing. He, like, crushes it against it's the tree, so then gross. scrapes it off and straight into the mouth. Uh-huh. And that's the really weird, gross one that everyone hates, I think. <laughs> right. I'll let you know that that... Uh, they call it a stink bug in the trivia. Fair enough. The stink bug that gets eaten in the film was actually made of chocolate and black honey. Oh, well, that yeah. doesn't sound too bad at all. Wasn't an actual bug. Oh, look, they made Just it look so convincing. you know. It, uh, it looked the part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've got a note here. Reminder, Rocket is hyper-competent, followed by another one. Reminder, Yondu Arrow scary. Yes. Also, reminder, Ravagers can't math. No, not <laughs> at all. I've just got a note here that just says Ravager math. <laughs> It was like a, a, 
a quarter is a third or something. No, a quarter is 25. You can't even buy a pair of boots for that. (laughs) 25 units. Come on, Yondu. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I think think what Taserface says is a quarter is is a third of a million. (laughs) Right. (sighs) Oh, fuck. Yeah, the Ravages are good. I'm glad we got some more Ravages taking mm-hmm. center stage for a little bit here. Yep. Uh, and then he gets okay. uh, they get captured. Well, R- R- Rocket gets captured. And yeah, and Yondu gets um, mutinied. Yep. Gets because thing fucking off. Nebula shows up and we get the payoff to the Zark not, not being right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah, she just... Like, standing there looking like a badass, takes a big bite of this thing, spits it out. It's not right. <laughs> she was warned many times. Good comedy comes in threes. Uh, exactly. We had the plant, we had the reminder, and we had the payoff. It's good. Yep. That's it. Um, and then we we go back to, to the ego. And, yeah, uh, I've got a note that says all planets look super cool in the space shots. Yeah. I, I really agree. like all the planet shots. I like the te- um, I like the text the text pop ups for the different places in this too. Yeah, yeah, the big bold like orange headers, red, uh, red orange, whatever, red orange. Yeah, uh, with like the little um, are they coordinates or are they like alternate names for them underneath? There's just a bunch of like letters and numbers underneath. Right, but yeah, I, I like that. It's not it's not like the full screen like in fucking Civil War. It's like a you know, it, it gets the point across and it looks cool still. They're both different flavors of good. I like yes. them. Yeah. And Drax is humble, we find out. Drax very is humble. So, the, so maybe, very humble. Maybe the most humble. I Yeah, I think so. He's definitely top two between him and Gotta Ego. Be. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Ego's planet is a color overload. There's... It is so much color going on here. Uh, towards uh, the end of the movie, I've put here that um, there are shots with Gamora that made me think of Toontown from the end of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Because <laughs> it's just, she's very obviously not in a real place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I get you. Um, yep. No, now that you've mentioned that, I can't not think about that. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Fuck. <laughs> we also find out that Ego has all the junk. He's got. Uh, yeah. Got all all the bits. <laughs> Look, Drax you gotta really you gotta ask know. about. You gotta ask about his dick. You're yeah. gonna meet. You're gonna meet a god and not ask about his junk. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably wouldn't ask him, but Drax doesn't have such filters. Yeah, that's true. I do like that Drax uh, gives a little impressed, huh, when uh, <laughs> <You're> right, <yeah. laughs> when he goes like, you know what, I've got one, and it's not half bad. <laughs> He's like, huh, yeah, yeah, it's very good. Uh, but uh, Quill start- finally starting to ask questions because uh, 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 Ego's talking about his mum and um, he's got his big exposition. Th- he's got his big exposition three D printers out. Right, yeah, and Quill finally asks, like, if you loved her, why'd you leave her? Uh, and so we're finally, Quill's finally decided, hey, maybe it's time to ask some questions. I'm going to be an active participant in this right. story that clearly wants me to be the focus of it. Yes. Fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
And now we what shall. What was Ego doing oh. for the entire like ship ride over there? I don't know. <laughs> what sleeping? Mm. I guess so. Taking we're, a nap. We gotta, we gotta make time for jokes with Mantis and Drax. And exactly. Exactly. He's he's having a um, Odin sleep. An ego trip. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's it. Good one. Taserface imprisons Rocket and Udonta aboard the Elector. Eclector. Eclector. Is that what that's called? Apparently that's what that's called. And turns turns Groot into a mascot for the crew while Nebula takes a ship and leaves, planning to track down and kill Gamora, blaming her for the torturous cybernetic enhancements inflicted by her father, Thanos. In their imprisonment, Rocket and Udonta discover that they are alike, and Udonta shares his low opinion of Ego, who originally hired Udonta's Ravagers to deliver Quill after his mother's death. He reveals to Rocket that he decided to keep Quill safe in his own way. Instead of handing him over to Ego, Groot attempts to steal a new Yucca Arrow controller for the Yucca Arrow to aid an escape attempt, and is helped by Kraglin Obfonteri. You learn something new every day. A Ravager loyal to Udonta. Uh, together, Rocket, Groot, Udonta, and Obfonteri escape in a detachable section and engage in a risky space maneuver to reach Ego's planet in time to help Quill. Taserface alerts the Sovereign of the escape before Udonta kills him and the Ravager mutiny. All right. So, poor Groot. Yeah, Groot. <laughs> uh, anytime Groot, little little baby Groot, is in trouble, it's like, oh no, it's no, just a little guy. I know he's he's having fun, and then all of a sudden, everyone's picking on him, little, like little poor pouring fella. beer on him and like kicking him around and stomping him. Mm-hmm. It's that's like super mean. That said, I do really like Taserface being like, no, we can't kill him. He's too cute. Get the tailor. Let's make him a little outfit. <laughs> Taserface! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, your name is... It's Taserface? That is the appropriate response. And uh, <laughs> if nothing else tonight, I learned that apparently it's spelled T-A-Z-R-F-A-C-E. <laughs> right. Which just makes it so much cooler. Yeah, I, I had to pause. I had to pause the thing I was watching when I found out, and like, what mm. the fuck? <laughs> I had uh, like a real existential moment. <laughs> before we get to all the Groot cruelty, we have Ravager cruelty. This scene's so fucked up where they just put these guys out into this into space, They're fucking partying while they throw these guys out the airlock. It's like. <laughs> This is like one of the most fucked up scenes in the whole MCU, I think. It's very dark. I've got a Uh, note saying 99% of the Ravagers suck, followed by actually maybe 100% now, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's super fucked up. But then it's immediately undercut by Taser Face. Fucking Taser Face. God damn it. Uh, It's metaphorical. (laughs) Yeah. It's for what? <laughs> oh, that that entire sequence, perfect. Wouldn't change a thing. Taserface is one of the great villains of our time. 
In the Guardians of the Galaxy comics, Taser Face is a warrior from the cybernetically enhanced race known as the Stark. The Stark are an alien race that found Iron Man technology that had accidentally crashed on their planet, and as a result, they worship Tony Stark as their god. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yep, everything makes much more sense. No, yeah. that's that's a fucking great origin for uh, for an alien race. In I think comics. it's really good. It's really fucking good. Uh, Rocket's the best. I'm just gonna say that now. This whole scene with Rocket making fun of Taserface and uh, and then talking to Yondu and yeah, Rocket's great. Yeah, you get like a nice bit of uh, was it like familiar? Not like. Tragic backstory exposition dump between mm-hmm. him and uh, Yondu, and that's all really nice. But no, Rocket is Rocket the star player of this movie. I would say so. Okay, good. It's not just me then. Like <laughs> I appreciate Drax and Mantis being the fucking dynamic comedy duo that they are. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the heart of this movie goes, it is Rocket one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing. That's what I mean. What I was saying before is like there's like four characters that actually have character growth and the rest are all side characters. And it's like, uh, Quill, Rocket, Nebula, and Yondu. And then I I would argue that Gamora gets a little bit off of the back of Nebula, but it is mostly Nebula's thing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. The rest are all just kind of there to make jokes and that's fine, but it's like, anyway, I do, man. Rocket's great. <laughs> that's yes. my that's my point. Speaking of jokes, uh, we got a whole box of hands. <laughs> got a whole box of hands. Where they have, what? Why do they have a whole box of hands? <laughs> Dude, the scene where <laughs> the scene where Groot is trying to get <laughs> the Yondu's... fucking Finn. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, uh, one of the things he shows up with, he shows up with Yondu's underpants. Yeah, he, he shows up with just like an entire desk. He just gets from somewhere <laughs> and just drags it. He shows up with a toe. <laughs> Which is good. A seven toe. <laughs> the end of the, it's like, he's gone through all this stuff and then he's just standing there with a toe. With a toe over his head. <laughs> the stunned <laughs> silence between like Rocket and Yondu is just like, <laughs> what do we, we can't. We're not Rocket's talking like, about this. We need to put it on ice or something. Uh, it's so good. Uh, <sighs> Rocket's prosthetic fixation comes back because oh, he yes, brings back eyeball. a fucking eyeball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he take, the guy takes it out while he sleeps. <laughs> and then Groot goes to take it back and Rocket's like, no, no, no. We, we keep that. He's, and he starts laughing. He's like, he's yeah, going to wake like- up and he's not going to have his eye. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not even a joke, Rocket. What the fuck? <laughs> I... Okay, I'm undecided on this. In volume three, mm-hmm. do we get that, like, explained or do we just leave it? I mean, I would like to just leave it, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's almost better if we just don't know what the fucking deal is with that. Yeah, I, I like that just being a character trait for some, for some reason, some obscure just reason. Like, I just really <laughs> like taking prosthetics from people. It's very <laughs> funny. Uh, uh, Groot's vocabularistics seem even worse this time around. Right. Yes. Well, he's a new Groot. He's a different Groot. So. He is. He is actually a different Groot, isn't he? Yes. He uh, he is the the son of the previous Groot. Son of Groot. Son of Groot. 
Um, Good old Groot, son of Groot. Um, I like Kraglin's little, like, when he comes to help uh, baby Groot, his, like, words to Yondu are just, I didn't mean to do a mutiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that phrasing is perfect. <laughs> he just sounds so sad about it, too. I like Kraglin a lot. Same. Uh, and then we get maybe the best musical part of this movie, if I do say so myself. The the escape? Yeah, come a little bit closer. Yes. Escape arrow scene. Yes. It's very good. Especially that Fuck. shot where they're, where they're walking across the... Like the catwalk? Yeah, and and everyone's just, f- just falling you around the, them. The wide angle shot, the arrow's yeah. doing its thing, it's in slow motion, it's literally raining men. Yes. And you've got like the trail of the arrow, it's, oh, uh-huh. it's gorgeous. There's that There's that shot and there's the other one from above. Oh, as it's spinning out from the control room? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the big spin out pan zoom from above. Yeah. It's fucking cool. It's really and Yondu cool. and... Rocket having a great time in there. Yondu's like yeah. dancing. Uh-huh. Uh, you get Groot getting a little bit of cathartic payback on that one guy who poured beer on him. Right. Screaming the entire time. Groot, baby Groot's got a very good scream. Uh, I There is that uh, scene with Kraglin and Nebula uh, as she's leaving. <sighs> yeah, that's where the whole box of arms comes from. Yes, uh, and <laughs> we. Please he tell me her, you got the line. Something make the other girls go. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, "So what are you gonna do with your share?" And her response is something like, "Really dark." It's like, "I'm gonna hunt down my father. I'm gonna hunt down Gamora. I'm gonna hunt down all these people." And he's just like, "I, I was thinking something like, like a." Like a Pretty necklace, necklace or a hat, or, an, or a hat, something to make the other something make the other girls go. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> and then he and then he just gives her a pat on the shoulder and says, "Happy trails," and scurries away. <laughs> right. Yeah, the whole Crackling. escape scene Fantastic. is is very good. And yes, yeah, right. uh, I've got here. There's like the the blackout bit where you just get the arrow light. Mm-hmm, yes, yeah. That's fucking cool. Uh, yeah, good use of wide shots, interesting angles, good slow-mo. When you use slow-mo and it has a purpose, mm-hmm. it's fucking good. There's like three or four times slow-mo is used in this movie and they're, they're all really good. Yep. This, uh, yeah. Oh, we also get one last laugh at Taser face. <laughs> right, with the... He's yes. making the call to the Sovereign, uh-huh. like, let them know it was Taser face. And then the person on the other end of the line is like, <laughs> <laughs> and he like dies rolling his eyes. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. And then, oh, then we get the the multiple jumps through space. Yes. Uh, so Which we get some of Korg's people. This is great because it's yes, we do. There's a shot of that. We get the Stanley cameo. <laughs> Um, of course, he's hanging out with the watches. Yes, of course. Well, that was that was like the big thing. I I guess this this was their way of trying to explain why he's all these different characters in. He's like a a watcher or a watcher agent. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I fucking adore the face distortions in these jumps. It's super cartoony and <laughs> weird, and it's 
but it's just so funny. It's so over the top, and like Groot's scream again makes it so much better for me. <laughs> yeah, just ah, it's ah, oh, it's perfect. And then we leave it for like an hour, and then it cuts back to them doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have skipped over um, Quill playing catch with his dad. Yep. Uh, so back to the synopsis. No, it, it it's completely oh the synopsis past doesn't there. even. Talk about him, like, learning to control the light? Nope. Mm. It's a Completely good synopsis. It. Yeah, Chaos, it's great. you fucks. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, Quill's uh, playing with um, the powers that he has, you know, when he's... Is it when he's on the planet, when he's close to the planet? Or is it just him not just realising he could do it before... Well, see, the thing you need to realize about Peter Quill is that he's a fucking idiot. Oh, yes, this is true. (laughs) And look, if no one's going to tell him that he could do it, he's not going to try. He seems like (laughs) the kind of guy that would be, like, lazy about that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a a, a cute scene, I guess. He makes a ball and then him and his dad play catch. Uh, It's a... It's a bit on the nose, but it's it, it works, I guess. I think this is also around the time that we get some more uh, Drax and Mantis bonding. Yes, Ma- Mantis where... is grateful to be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Mantis gets shit on a lot in this movie. Mm. And, like, the jokes are funny, but I do feel bad for Mantis. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's kind of the point, but... Damn, guys. Leave Mantis alone. She's great. I mean, it's, it's mainly Drax. Is the... Yeah, Drax, what the fuck? Oh, well, she gets hers back. It's fine. It's again, do, do, doing his, like, trying Not to be... Not knowing how to talk to people. Yeah, that thing he does where he doesn't know how to talk to people. But, you know, um, you get, like, a little bit of uh, insight into what's going on with Drax because she does her whole empath thing to him. And she's, like, she's a, an emotional wreck after touching him there. Yes. And he's he's still really stoic. So it's nice to know that Drax is still feeling things under there, apart from just ceaseless ceaseless mirth. <laughs> uh yeah, and so because of the breakout scene, uh, come a little bit closer. Um this is this is the point where I realized there just hadn't been a ton of music for a while. <laughs> this was Yeah, that's that's where it spikes back up again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, as soon as I heard that song, I was like, oh, right, this, they have music in these movies. <laughs> they they do have a little bit when they get to uh, to Ego's planet. Mm. And I think that's where it drops off, right? Like, that's yeah, the I last so, one for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then we come back with, come a little bit closer, then we drop off a little bit again, and then it picks back up with Sam Cooke. Yep. Yeah, we get yeah. The, the dancing scene. So I think... I don't know. I, f- I feel like there is the same amount of music. It's just not as evenly spread out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's very front loaded for a while. And then there's a couple of spikes later on. And then right. uh, heavy at the end. Yes. We get the dancing scene. And then uh, we get this. The, the This synopsis has jumped over all of this stuff. Um so yes, we get the dancing scene. We also get the scene between Quill and Ego talking about um, Brandy. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
it turns out that song's actually super relevant to the plot. Who knew? Wild. Crazy. Uh, probably James Gunn. I'll probably yeah, he probably is. Speaking of which, I, I'd like to think there there are a lot of uh, Sam Raimi style shots in this movie, like with like fast zooms and like crazy camera movements, like the way the camera like will go over people's heads or there's like these shots every now and then. It's like oh, that's that's kind of neat. Uh, I'm trying to think of which ones you mean specifically. There's a few in like the arrow escape scene that I can think of. Yep. Like really quick, fast zoom ins on people's reaction faces as they get disemboweled. Well, it's ma- mainly in this next part, which I'll read the synopsis for. Please do. Nebula arrives at Ego's planet and tries to kill Gamora. Gamora survives and reaches an uneasy truce, and together, she and Nebula explore the caverns beneath Ego's planet and discover hundreds of sc- Skeletal remains. Skeletal remains. Either one. Ego reveals. (laughs) Ego reveals his master plan to Quill. He traveled the universe and finding the life forms he found disappointing. He planted seedlings on thousands of worlds that would terraform them into new extensions of Ego. But he needed a second Celestial's power to activate the seedlings so he can save children with hundreds of women all across the galaxy and hide Udanta's ravages to collect them. Every other child was killed when they proved unable to access celestial power, but Quill can harness the power, and Ego uses him to activate all the seedlings, which began their terraforming that will eventually consume every world and every person. Quill is hypnotized by Ego's power until Ego reveals he deliberately caused the death of Quill's mother, prompting Quill to fight back. So Nebula, calm as ever. (laughs) Of course, yes. Classic, calm... Level-headed Nebula. Fucking screaming as she dive-bombs her sister. (laughs) Yeah. Immediately preceding this is, like, a really nice, quiet scene, and it's Gamora sitting in, like, this fucking wasteland on Ego's planet. In Toontown. In Toontown. Yeah. I do like the look of that scene. Yeah. Like, colors and everything. I do like it. The Toontown vibes specifically come from the shot, I'll tell you, when... Uh, Nebula stands up. Oh, sorry. Uh, Gamora stands up and she looks at Nebula heading towards her. And yep. it's, it's sort of a shot from kind of above looking down at uh, Gamora. That shot specific. There's like no shadows or like it's just really flat it's, looking. There's something uncanny about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super Toontown vibes from that. Yep. Totally uh, gotcha. Before and- she stands up, I really love the look of that scene. Yes. Yeah. That's good. I and would then, like some kind of art print of that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good looking scene. And then uh, the Nebula crashes, and does Gamora... she crash, or does she just not give up on chasing Gamora into a <laughs> yeah, cave? Okay, however you want to look at it. However you want to look at it, the, the ship's damaged. Ah, <laughs> uh, damaged is putting it lightly. Yeah, uh, uh, Gamora hot wires a gun. <laughs> Gamora, okay, yes, Gamora hotwires a gun, which is fucking insane. Yeah. But also, she's, this is the reminder that Gamora is strong as fuck. Right, because it's, like, it's a very big gun. I feel like we don't really see her doing the super strength stuff, but she does have that. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, thing not, that she can do. Not so much in this movie. Or even in the last one, I feel. Like, I don't think she gets a lot of big yeah, like, I guess not. super strength moments. This is yeah. not like... Captain America gets to super jump everywhere. Right. She gets she she gets to super jump some places sometimes. Mm-hmm. This big gun thing is kind of her big feat of strength. 
Um, I fucking hate Nebula unbreaking every bone in her body. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I also <laughs> hate every time it happens where she has to like put all of her pieces back together. It's so fuck, it's so brutal. It's like there's a syntheticness to her like skin and limbs that makes it seem like less bad than it could be, but it's still very bad. I don't like it. Right. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not great. Um, we okay. So we've we've that there's a scene with Mantis goes and wakes up Drax. <laughs> yes, and he's like, "No, I don't want to have sex with you." <laughs> and she's like, "I'm not here for that." And he like starts dry heaving at the idea. <laughs> Even the mere thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> his his dry reaching is the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> it's so fun. Dave Batista, one of the acting greats of our time. He really is. That's not even a joke. I oh, know. Great. Um, yeah. So I guess like Nebula is. We finally get some like sympathy for her because we actually mm-hmm. get a good insight into what the fuck is making her tick, and it turns out. That's rough, sister. It's a rough time she had. Mm -hmm. Like, the way she describes it as, uh, like, Thanos pulled my eye from my skull. Oh, my brain from my skull. It's just, oh, God, it sounds horrible. I hate it. Yeah, that's it. It's probably what we'll see with Rocket in Volume 3. Probably, but no wonder she's blue. I'm going to use that joke as many times as I can. Oh my God. I don't even have it written down. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so I'll wear it as a badge of honor. <laughs> uh, we get a scene with um, Yondu and Rocket where they figure out that they're very much alike. <laughs> we do. We also get uh, Groot throwing up. <laughs> yes, and it, just, it's so- <laughs> no, 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 like movement, no emotion. No. He's just kind of looking at the camera. And just, <laughs> just he doesn't, he doesn't make any kind of expression at all. It just comes out. But uh, before we, good. before we get there, though, I think mm-hmm. we've got um, yeah, Ego and Peter talking about uh, Brandy. And in that, there is oh, one quote that yeah. I have in here, which is, I'm going to make some weird shit. I've literally wrote in all capitals, I'm going to make some weird shit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's the standout line from that entire scene. He's like, well, I'm going to make a, a statue of Skeletor, Pac-Man, and Heavilocklea. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Good very stuff. Very, very Peter. Very Peter. Um, I, I've said before that I like that moment where the heroes sort of uh, work out the villain's plan all mm. at once, but it's a moment too late. We right. kind of get that here from three different perspectives. We get Yondu and Rocket sort of piecing it. Well, not even piecing it together, just Yondu being like, Yo, Yon- yeah, reveals. Tears. Yeah. Uh, we get Drax learning it from Mantis and we get, Nebula and Gamora coming across the uh, skeletal remains. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So, I like that moment. Especially when you split it up into nice thirds. Right. We get uh, Ego doing his gross 
fucking, um, I don't know, he's whatever, the fucking models he makes. I don't know what the fuck's going <laughs> oh, on. Oh, yeah, you mean his expositional 3D printers? Yes, the 3D printers. Uh, he's, he, he's got him just like making out with a bunch of different gross aliens. So many. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is to make those... Uh, those graphics, they actually mm. had him in costume with like the dots and everything on him mm. uh, with act- oh, actors dressed up as aliens to kind of recreate <laughs> the poses. Okay. Because <laughs> that's Fair in the enough. gag reel. Oh, okay. It's weird seeing like old ass Kurt Russell in young ego clothes. We all- <laughs> It's also weird seeing David fucking Hasselhoff. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> not. I guess we are kind of there. We are there. Yeah. Uh, which I completely forgot about. Uh, but David Hasselhoff shows up for a little bit. Uh, and uh, here's some trivia. David Hasselhoff, who briefly appears, uh, was the first actor to play Nick Fury in Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. In that is correct. I would love if we if we are truly getting to like a Secret Wars culmination for the MCU, mm. where we get a bunch of multiversal shit, I would yep. love to have Sam Jackson and David Hasselhoff yeah. acting across from each other as both <laughs> Nick Furies. That would be amazing. I'd be like so into that. You have no idea. Uh, uh, you get a little bit of uh, when Peter's like being hypnotized, I guess, mm-hmm. where he like looks up at the sky and you see stars in his eyes and Ego says something like, you see it. And Peter goes, yeah, eternity. Right. Like, do, do you mean like the concept or like the character? Because the character is a thing in the comics and the character is now a thing in the movies. Well, so, I think it's the concept of just being able to see... Uh, just being being everything that there is for eternity. Right, yeah. Being sure, okay. immortal. Um, <laughs> my, my next note is we interrupt this serious plot development to bring you silly faces because during all of this like big reveal we cut straight back to rocket and yondu and everyone with their big dumb distorted faces yes yeah i love it uh drax gets his dominic toretto on by saying we're family (laughs) yeah well of course i mean vin diesel's right there he's right there he's just playing a baby infecting everyone (laughs) Uh, I have a note here that just says Ego got busy. <laughs> he did. And that's spelt that's like that. That's a fact. That definitely did happen. Uh, and my, my Drax family thing is Drax. Ohana means family. <laughs> that's another Disney movie. So you know. It is. It's perfect. There Drax you know. really is just Stitch. <laughs> he really Actually, is. Actually, no, yeah. more, it's more Rocket. It's really more Rocket. Yeah, but sure. Let's give me some match. I fucking love just like seconds before Ego becomes David Hasselhoff. Mm-hmm. His indignance at being shot. He's like, who the hell do you yeah. think you are? I, lo- I love that Quill is like under this hypnosis or whatever. As soon as Ego mentions. Oh, I uh, killed your mum. The tumor. Uh, cool. Immediately breaks out and just starts fucking shooting him. Like, yeah, his first response is, "I'm gonna shoot him." Because, <laughs> hey, Gamora said, if he turns out to be evil, we'll just kill him. Yeah, exactly. There's that no, was there's the plan. No, 
There's no like pause. There's no like, what the fuck did you say? It's just like immediately shoot the shit out of him. Yep. First response, shoot him. And that'll come back. His like impulsive response to just go straight to violence will come back to bite him in the ass. Mm -hmm. Not in this movie though. No. Uh, And um, so Rocket and Yondu leave. Yep, they're in the little uh, mining ship, which they mentioned was used for a raid on a on the bank of Azkavaria. Right. And uh, just, I would love to see, not even a full movie, just give me a, a special, because I love these like hour-long specials. Yeah. Just give me an hour-long special of Yondu and like his team mm-hmm. of Guardians pulling that job. I just want to see Fuck that. yeah. Yeah, I'd maybe maybe make it like an animated thing. I'd settle for that. Sames. Uh, Craglin's left behind. He sure is. Soup, soup. <laughs> I forgot all about that dumb <laughs> gag. And when it soup. happened, I was like mid drink. I fucking spat it everywhere. <laughs> I fucking love soup. that. Soup, soup. <laughs> Because he's, like, kicking back in the captain's chair. He's got his feet on the dash. He's just uh-huh. eating soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, very maybe, funny. Maybe Cracklin's the best character. <laughs> he could be. He's definitely up there. So, um, let's go back to the synopsis. Let's. Which is basically the whole end of the movie. Yes. Is it? Mantis informs Gamora, Drax, and Nebula of Ego's plan just as Rocket, Groot, and Udonta and Obfontari arrive. Reunited, the Guardians fight their way through a fleet of sovereign drones as well as Ego himself to reach the core of Ego's planet where a thick shell protects Ego's brain. Groot plants a bomb made from a stolen sovereign from the stolen sovereign batteries on Ego's brain, and most of the Guardians escape while Quill remains to battle his father using his access to Ego's celestial power. When the bomb explodes, Ego melts away and the planet starts collapsing. Udonta flies in and saves Quill, but sacrifices himself to keep Quill safe as he has come to view him as an adopted son, much to Quill's sadness. <laughs> He's very sad that, <laughs> that Yondu is his adopted father. Yeah, I feel like that's that how that reads. Holy worded. <laughs> like, Later. I get it, but no. <laughs> Later, Nebula reconciles with Gamora, but chooses to leave to kill Thanos anyway. The Guardians cremate Udonta's remains and release his ashes into space. Suddenly, a swarm of Ravager ships appears and surround the Guardian's ship. Turns out the rocket sent word about Udonta's sacrifice and all the Ravagers came to perform a traditional Ravager funeral for, for Udonta, signifying his acceptance back into the Ravagers. Okay, so we got some cool stuff here. We got the planet yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Planet I love face. me a good planet face. Uh, you've got the line, Peter, this is the sea, which is just so threatening uh-huh. given the context. Yes. After their talk about the song. Uh, and, yep. uh, Yondu makes an entrance. <laughs> Yondu makes an entrance. Crashing uh, through the fucking building. We get uh, we get the, the talk about the tape and there's like a long, long drawn out <laughs> section where... You just hear conversations about tape. Do you have tape? No, I don't have tape. Oh my Ask God. this person. Yeah, yeah. Peter's like flying around asking about fucking tape. 
Uh, do you have tape? Would scotch tape be okay? Yeah, scotch tape would be okay. What do you mean don't you don't have, have scotch? Why did you ask? Why did you ask if it would be okay if you didn't have any? <laughs> and all of this, like, while we're like the camera's stuck on Groot and Rocket in the middle of this fucking stupid brain case. Mm-hmm. We get uh, dumber, the- smaller Groot. <laughs> right. We get. Uh, popping, y'all. Get that Hell here. Yeah. We also get Rocket saying, I'm not a raboon either. A raboon? Does he say yes. that? Yes, he says, I'm not a raboon either. Then Groot pipes up and he's like, raccoon, whatever. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness. And, you know uh, what I fucking hate? What? I hate regenerating Kurt Russell. That's like the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't like it. It's it's like terrifying, but it's also <laughs> yeah. in really good effects. Like Yeah. No, 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 I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just yeah. saying on a deep emotional level, right. I really could have done without seeing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but It's like yeah. all jowly and shit. I hate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the effects are really good. And uh, you know what? You can't have a wormhole in the sky if you're underground. It's true. I uh, cannot have a glowy beam of light going into the sky if you're technically within the core of a planet. Exactly. You, you, you got Take us this that. time, Marvel. You can still have two people with the same powers fight each other, though. That is... Which yeah, we get here. Yeah, I guess. Again. Yeah. Look, I've honestly never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Simply because for 99% of this movie, Peter does not do anything like... Like, this isn't so much a case of the villain has the hero's powers. It's that the hero has the villain's powers. Yeah. Right. Which is... Uh, I guess at least a different take It's a on different that. way to do it, but it's still is doing the same thing. I guess. But uh, again, like he doesn't really use it for 99% of the film. Yeah. Well, I like... <laughs> so we get these little like flashes of memories of... Family. Yeah. Peter like re- remembers all these moments with his new family. <laughs> and there's a shot... Of Peter and Rocket just flying through the sky, <laughs> that is so funny to me. <laughs> like we've like we've missed out on these like buddy adventures with these two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're just bonding in their off time. I mean, yeah. look, it's been two, maybe three months. They could have gone on a lovely jetpack picnic. I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's, it's so, so stupid. Funny. Like at least the one with him and Drax looks like it's a moment that they could have shared on the ship yes. and just like. In passing. It just looks like, like they made a day of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Let's go out for a nice jetpack flight. Uh, um, I do like that uh, before it's like really hammered home, Yondu and Quill talking about like his arrow and Quill's new power respectively. Mm-hmm. It feels very father-son even before we get like it hammered home at the very end. Right. Um, I do like Drax... Telling uh, Mantis, basically, believe in the me that believes in you. (laughs) Right. I can't do it. He's too strong. You don't have to believe in you because I believe in you. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then she gets fucking nailed in the head. (laughs) (laughs) You were talking uh, in a recent episode about, like, serious moments being undercut by comedy and i feel like <laughs> yep. this this movie is like 90 percent that yeah i also said uh i believe it was in the following episode mm. 
and it would have been the first Guardians where I'm like, I feel like Guardians is the franchise you can really get away with that in. Yeah. Because um, it kind of has that identity of like uh, very reverent, not taking itself too seriously mm-hmm. kind of deal. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, like it, it's, it feels like it's been built from the ground up to be that way, whereas something right. like um, Age of Ultron is like, it's pretty like serious dire consequences, but there's a lot of jokes thrown in there which feel not, not like super out of place, but a little bit jarring at times. Sure, I do like this line from Quill. You shouldn't have killed my mom and squished my Walkman. The Walkman part fucking kills me. <laughs> it's like you. It's, it's you very killed important. My you mother killed my mother and, and also, also <laughs> squashed my Walkman. But you gotta really pronounce it like Walkman. Walkman. No, no, um, Walkman. A Walkman. My Sony come, Walkman come on, TM. Come on, Rainier Wolfcastle, get it right. <laughs> Up and Walkman. We got Pac-Man. We do. A nice, waka waka. Throw, a nice throwback to uh, that line from earlier where he said he was going to make Pac-Mans. And hey, Kurt Russell's here as a skeleton-looking skeletal motherfucker for a second. So now, where's Heather Locklear? Where is she? Surprise! She was a ravager the whole time, like Rob Zombie. The Pac-Man is so funny. It's it's very good. Uh, I like that it has the sound effects. Yeah, (laughs) for no reason. (laughs) Just like (laughs) quick pan to the Pac-Man. Just whacka (laughs) whacka. Ah, it's really fucking great. Uh, I also really love Groot and Rocket bomb instructions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, playing an entire, like, comedy, like, interaction with one character who you can understand and one who you cannot. Yeah. Uh, this is surprisingly effective. <laughs> yes. A lot of it is just, This does not understand uh-huh. at all. I am Groot. Uh-huh. I am Groot. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Hunt for tape. Uh, oh, this is another. Guy. He's really fucking cool. Another example of um, Groot being in a bad situation and me feeling sad. Is when this he... the crushed bit? Yes. When he starts getting crushed in, it's he like, gets oh, a no! single tear no! down his face. Yeah. Leave the baby alone. Oh, no. Not Groot. <laughs> Sorry, I have a note here that says Big cool team shit Oh god, Mantis I'm guessing that's where she gets nailed in the head Yes, that would be it And then Drax the just nice, goes, like, Mantis, shots. look out <laughs> yeah, He's a bit late on the fucking draw he's there a bit late He like gets the whole sentence out too <laughs> <laughs> Right Oh man uh, we, get, we get a nipple callback <laughs> Right, yeah um, and oh, my nipples, and then screaming into the sky as he flies off. Mm-hmm. Rocket and Yondu have their uh, farewell together. Um, so, yeah, it's... Man. <laughs> this is so another example of Rocket making me making me uh, care more than I should, or more than I feel like I should. I don't know. Yondu, uh, he's a good character, but I'm uh, up until this point, he was just kind of he was just he's he's Yondu. I don't know. He I didn't feel like strong feelings for Yondu up until now, and now all of a sudden, Rocket's making me care. <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of start feeling for him back in the, the cell on the Ravager ship. 
mm. where he starts, you know, tragic backstory. I'm like, oh, that's sad. Right. And then there's the, I know you, boy, because you're me. Yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, and it's just a progression. It's a progression of all. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to, man, Yondu's cool, and I feel bad. The first time I saw the movie, I. I really just felt like the, the Yondu stuff came out of nowhere, but obviously now they've seen it multiple times. I'm like, yeah, Yondu's cool, and it sucks that this happens. Uh, see, like, it doesn't suck that it happens. I feel like it's appropriate that it happens, and it's just fucking heart wrenching. Yeah. Um. I like yeah. the I, I like the effect of ego like falling apart. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. His like yeah. slowly like disintegrating and shit. Yes, yeah. That's really cool. And it's like has this weird like um like a stop motion look to it. It's it's a weird mm. kind of effect. It's really cool though. Um, do you notice that like the balance of who gets to do cool sh- like action shit in this finale is really weighted towards the characters who like get character arcs? Yeah. That yes. <laughs> Again, like, the it other just characters are just the kind of there. entire movie. <laughs> yes. Drax gets to do like the hero thing and save Mantis. Mantis gets to be a uh, corpse for half of this. Yes. Gamora and Nebula, they get sequestered off for their own little thing. Nebula mm-hmm. gets to be the hero for a bit, which, you know, that reflects their whole deal in this movie. They get to do stuff, but it's kind of off to the side. Mm-hmm. And then your main three are weirdly Yondu, Rocket, and Peter again. Yes. God. Okay, look. I like Guardians of the Galaxy as a franchise. I like them as a group. I'm so thankful that like the Christmas special is not focused on Peter specifically. I agree. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm also glad that everything I'm hearing about Volume 3 seems to be not Peter-centric. Because like Peter's fine, but we've mm-hmm. had two movies where he's kind of been the main dude. Yes. And I get that because he's like the human. He's We're the main to dude. Relate. <laughs> Right. He's the leader, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, we've we've had two of him now. We don't need to have another Peter Quill movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean that early footage that leaked from like the trailer they showed at mm-hmm. Comic Con or wherever it was. Um it definitely uh, it it looks like it's it's a very rocket centric movie the third one so see i'm like i'm fine with that because it's not peter but right. if you were going to pick a character i would have picked one that hadn't already had a very satisfying character arc right which rocket definitely gets in this one he does but also he's still getting there yeah, no, he's he's look, he's he still, still has a, a ways horribly to go. broken person. Yes. And he's still got some trauma to fix up. Uh-huh. And I guess like Drax is at peace with that, and Gamora is uh, an entirely different problem now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which hey, we'll get to that. Yeah. But like and Nebula's kind of fixed, for lack of a better word. Nebula's doing alright. Yeah, like, all, right for all things considered, Nebula is in the best place she's been in in years. Right. Um, Ever. So I guess, like, possibly. Rocket is, yeah, maybe. Pre-Thanos. Yes. <laughs> That's about, like, like, we peaked pre-Thanos, and then it's yeah, all exactly. downhill from there. We're right. getting back on the upswing. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess Rocket kind of is the only one you could do because yeah, Drax is at peace with his stuff. Mm. Gamora is a completely different person. Yep. Yeah, I guess that's what we got to do. But that's fine. It's not Peter. I'm fine with that because Rocket is my favorite. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good a good note. Um, speaking of good notes, I have one that just says those Earth cops got fucked. <laughs> <They did. laughs> I'm guessing you know what that's in reference to. Yeah, it's weird that like it was so weird once it just switched to Earth for like suddenly. It's like oh okay, now we have to care about Earth all of a sudden. Well, we get like little bits as it's all popping off like all across the galaxy, and then we get Earth because that's the only one of these things that we've actually seen the planting location of. So right, we can yeah. see the updated, you know, fucking Dairy Queen or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's also weird in those Earth segments that we get to see Peter's granddad. He's he's uh, okay. So when when the when the ego mass is like finally stopped right. for real this time, yeah, it's stopped underneath a car that it's about to like consume. Yeah, the guy in that is the guy who plays Peter's granddad in the first movie. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I didn't notice that at all. Well, okay. Yeah. That's yep. okay. It's a weird one. Mm. And like, I had to go back and just be like, is that the same fucking guy? And <laughs> I'm 99.9% sure it is. Fair enough. Um, um, yeah. So obviously Yondu saves the day. Uh, Yondu saves Quill. Mm-hmm. And uh, Quill realizes he's had a daddy all along. Yeah. Real dad Yondu with the save. Uh, and he may have been your father, but he won your daddy is maybe one of the saddest things I've ever heard. Yes. It's um, very depressing. <laughs> Peter gets some uh, really good face acting here as he realizes what's going on. Yep. Uh, and it's really is just crushing to watch. I he, he can't take the thing off for some reason. Like he tries to take the, the suit off and it just he just can't. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's really weird. It's like it's just the whole. Like- point of the suit is that you're not supposed to be able to i don't know man i I'm how does too, he get like, it off is my question i'm too in my feels to be able to question it you know <laughs> that's how they get you like yeah fair enough i i had to question it <laughs> i couldn't i i ha- my notes devolve into uh just tears at a certain <laughs> right. point my my notebook is just stained with uh sad water my 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 tears didn't start till the Cat Stevens started. Yeah, I I started getting a bit misty eyed uh, yeah. just before that, and then yeah. yes, because <laughs> my notes go exactly. Uh, no one uses a Zoom Craglin, followed by fucking Cat Stevens, followed by tears, followed by endless sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I put Zoom has been dead so long that this movie made a joke about it. <laughs> Uh, the Zune that Craglin gives to Quill towards the end of the film was a type of digital music player made by Microsoft between 2006 and 2011. It was later discontinued because of poor sales compared to the iPod and other digital music players and was never something that everybody's listening to on Earth, <laughs> says the trivia from IMDb. <laughs> wow, trivia. Why you got to drag the Zune so hard? <laughs> Jesus. It's uh, a very good joke, though. I feel like uh, only only Peter Quill could deliver a eulogy that's both goofy and devastating. Yeah, exactly. All at I love. Once. I love how. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. 
It's I have no there, words there is a for moment that eulogy. It's just it's both funny and sad. There is a moment where he talks about David Hasselhoff and yes. Drax and Rocket look at each other like, "Who the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about?" And then obviously Peter recognizes this and he has to explain <clears throat> to the real famous actor back in, back on Earth. And mm. Drax gives this like knowing nod, like, "Yes, okay, I get it." Um, yeah, so this fucking Cat Stevens song. I, I haven't listened to that song since before I was a parent, and now that I'm a parent, fuck that song. <laughs> I like, love that song, right but it here. is 100%. <laughs> it is 100% a song that is guaranteed to get me misty-eyed every time I listen to it. Yeah. I don't even have kids. <laughs> well, imagine if you had them. Absolutely not. I can't afford to imagine that. You <laughs> can't afford to imagine. Kids are yeah, expensive, even dream expensive. kids. Yeah. Um, Stallone comes back. He does. Yay. Ving Rhames is here. Yeah, he is. And Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Yo. Yep. Okay. I think it's Yo. I don't know, man. I've never actually heard it said. Neither have I, so I'm going with Yo. Um, um yeah, so the OG Guardians are in there. Yes. The fucking Ravager Guardians. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yo did obviously come back later as a different character, though. Oh, she does too. Not not the first time that's happened. Well, actually, no, I guess that is the first one that that happened with in the MCU. Is it? Because uh... the second one is a character in Captain Marvel who comes back as the one, one of the main characters in Eternals. Doesn't, isn't, isn't the woman that plays Quill's mother in First Avenger? Yeah, but... We've discussed that that might they've retconned that into an Easter egg. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be like Quill's grandmother. Quill, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I guess yeah. So this would be the second time this has happened. Yeah. And then Eternals Lady would be the third. Mm-hmm. Good old Eternals Lady. Yep. I don't know actors' names, man. <laughs> Not even the ones that I really like. <laughs> Um, uh, Rocket, the Ravager Rocket, funeral is just fucking heart wrenching. It is, uh, uh, and I've put uh, I've put Yondu gets roasted. I put here, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> play the cl- play the clip, bro. Wait, wait, which one? You know the one. The um, bad jokes. This one. <laughs> no, no, no. That is a bad joke. Oh, okay. This one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we got it. We got there in the end, folks. Fucking roasted, bro. Um, Rocket um, talking about Yondu and <laughs> to Quill, and then immediately changing it to talking about himself. Well, yeah, uh, like disguising the fact that he's talking about himself because yeah. he doesn't like talking about mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, and Quill. Quill understanding what's happening. I think Quill has enough emotional uh, maturity to be like, oh, I see. I understand. Right. And then the movie ends on Rocket's teary-eyed face. Oh, it's the saddest. (laughs) It's really sad. Oh, my (laughs) fucking heart. (laughs) Again, if Rocket's sad, I'm sad. Yeah, that's a pretty good... uh, That's pretty accurate, I think. Sad little raccoon boy. Mm-hmm. Raboon. Afterwards, 
Obfonteri takes up Yucca Arrow and Controller and tries to master it, only to end up non-fatally impaling Drax. Through the throat. <laughs> and he's just he's screaming ah! out the top of his lungs. And <laughs> Kraglin just just slowly he just fucking cheeses it. <laughs> uh yeah, immediately following my notes of tears and endless sadness is Kraglin Arrow funny, haha. <laughs> Stakar Ogord is moved by the death of Udonta, his good friend and former teammate, and reunites with his former teammates Aletta Ogord, Martinex, Charlie27, Mainframe, and Kruger. There you go. One uh, of those is Miley Cyrus. One of those is somehow Miley Cyrus, yes. It's uh, the head. It's the head. Aisha, now imprisoned by her fellow sovereign for wasting resources in her hunt for the Guardians, is seen with a birth pod containing a male being inside that she decides to name Adam. Hang the fuck on, imprisoned? That's what it says. I don't buy that for a second. Why would she be birthing a, a, like, super life form if she was imprisoned? I don't know. I just just assume she's been disgraced. (laughs) Fandom, you better fucking stop paying us. In response to her fellow sovereign questioning her about said machine. Years later, Groot continues growing back to normal size, exhibiting typical teenage behavior in the process. To Quill's chagrin. And the Watcher informant discusses his experiences on Earth along with a group of Watchers. It's more that they start, they get sick of his shit and they start to walk and away. And he's like, come back. You're my right out. I gotta get home somehow. Uh, first MCU movie with two Stanley cameos. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Ending on a on a end end credits scene. Yeah, it's a good one though. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the watches and Stan Lee, you may as well do them more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, also uh, Hasselhoff shows up in the credits and says, "I am Groot." Yep. No, he says, "We are Groot." Oh, we are Groot. Yes, of course. Uh, uh, yeah. It's yeah, all, hey, it's fun some stuff. Fucking Adam Warlock shadowing going yes. on. One That's day fun. he'll show up, I'm sure. Presumably in volume three. Presumably. Considering he's been cast. Yeah, who's playing him? As uh, a fucking guy who's in. Ah, uh, yes, Will uh, Poulter. Yeah, Will Poulter. Yeah, he's in um, uh, The Dark Pictures Little Hope, is the thing it. that I know I him f- from. I forgot he had got shredded. Yeah. Dude's jacked. jacked. That MCU yeah. diet and fitness regime is fucking <laughs> mental. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, there was a, a trivia thing about um, Chris Pratt uh, getting ready for this movie, and he was just like, he didn't have to because he did it for the first movie and he's just kept it. <laughs> yeah, because it's so Fuck easy you, staying Pratt. in shape. It's not. It is not easy staying Fuck in shape. Fuck you, Chris Pratt. Yeah, fuck you, Chris Pratt, you fucking Mario Sandin motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, in Hello, September 2015, director yes. James Gunn said in a Facebook post that he wanted to use the Sneepers, an alien race that first appeared in Marvel Comics in 1964, as background characters in this film. He was advised against it by Marvel's legal department because the name was too similar to Sneeper, the Icelandic word for clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, the Marvel, Marvel legal department later cleared the use of Sneepers in this film, in part because of the extensive media coverage Gunn's initial post received. The song Guardians Inferno played at the end of the movie is credited to the Sneepers featuring <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Amazing. Sneepers. Very funny. Great. Uh, what a what a time to be alive. 
What a time to be alive, exactly. How do you feel about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 after all that? I like it. It's a fun time. Uh, I think the first movie's better. But Really? Yes. I think mm. I think on my first watching back in the day, um, I think I, I liked this one more, but after doing this and watching the first one... Uh, one pretty close together i think i prefer the first one even though i don't like the first like 20 minutes or so Mm. the the first movie every everywhere up to the prison yeah Yeah. um but Mm. from there on Mm -hmm. it's a very good movie okay that's that's interesting oh god really Okay, <laughs> interesting. Let's talk about our no, stocks no, I, and stacks. I genuinely do think that's interesting. Yes, let's yeah. do that. <clears throat> um, I think you went last time. Probably. I don't know. I'll it's... start this time. <laughs> do you want professionalism around here? I can't keep track of anything. <laughs> Neither can I. I love how self-contained this one is. It, it it's there's like no MCU-ness. In this movie, this is all Guardians of the Galaxy all the way, Um, and it works for the most part. But you know, I like I do like that it's self-contained and to the point where it kind of almost entirely takes place on one planet, which is Mm -hmm. a choice they made. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said during this, there's some really nice like planet shots. We do visit other planets, but it is predominantly set on the villain. Yes. On the villain himself, yes. Yes. Like he's a giant fat man. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, what if imagine- the other celestials look at Ego and be like, no, no, not that guy. <sighs> his, his name's Ego, for fuck's sake. <sighs> he's, what a f- he's so full of himself. <laughs> so humble, but I'm so kind of full of himself. A fucking planet. <laughs> What's your first Stark? Uh, my first stock, and I do agree with yours, by the way, I, I think it's nice doing a self-contained thing after, mm. like, not so much after Doctor Strange, because that was pretty much self-contained, mm. but after, like, Ant-Man and Civil well, War. Well, even, the, even that, the first, the first Guardians was very, like, tied into the MCU with the... Yeah, with Thanos doing his whole thing in the Infinity yeah. Stones, yeah. No, it's nice to be free of that for this one. Yeah. Um, my first Stark is... Man, what a fucking soundtrack. <laughs> oh, well, it's yeah. so good. I uh-huh. didn't... I didn't. Uh, I looked back at my notes just to make sure I wasn't repeating myself uh, mm-hmm. because I didn't mention the soundtrack as a Stark of the first one because I like the soundtrack in this one better. I've been holding right. off. It's very good. It has some very good moments, and I think the the musical moments of this movie, even if they're a little bit more uh, weirdly spread out than the first one, I think the moments themselves are better. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a very good soundtrack. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, I mean, it's a James Gunn movie, and yeah. even even the Suicide Squad has a great soundtrack. So. Um, you mean yeah. even the Suicide Squad? Like it's a bad movie. I'm, no, I'm. I mean, like it's. I, I know what you mean, but that's, it's not a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It doesn't have to have a soundtrack. You know what I mean? Like it sure. doesn't have to. Yeah, but it does. It's and it's very good. But here's the thing: like Guardians of the Galaxy being uh, very uh, heavily intertwined with you know Peter's music. Mm. That's a James Gunn thing. I don't think he ever really yeah, no. had the music before but I mean, that in the comics. I mean, yeah, you you are right, 
but yeah. I just mean for the MCU. This the, is the yeah. Okay. The, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy thing to have like a soundtrack tied to it. Sure, even in the uh, Guardians bits of the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I totally. Yeah. I totally take your point. <clears throat> What's your second uh, my, stock? My second stock is that Rocket is still the best. That is Rocket. Is if it's Rocket, if Rocket's there, I'm in. I'm on board. Rocket's Whenever the best. Rocket's not there, everyone should be asking, "Where's Rocket?" Yes, exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. Let's hope he doesn't die on the way back to his home planet. Oh no! Oh my god! If that... Oh my god! I can't. I don't even want to imagine him dying in. <laughs> Volume oh, three. That would that fucking would, suck. That would be very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, you're right. Rocket is the heart of this movie. He's the soul of this movie, and he's very good as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, What's your second one? I think that the so the MCU has taken the theme of family in a lot of directions, but I think this movie in particular takes that theme and plays with it in a lot of varied and interesting ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically the theme of fathers and fatherhood and uh, you know, what good fathers do and what bad fathers do and how that reflects on the people that they are fathers to. Yeah. Uh, I think it just, it's got really strong themes and it works really well with them. I agree. Yeah. It's, it does have, I mean, that's one of the major things it has going for is, is, the theme, the family theme of, I mean, yes, this this whole movie is about fathers, yes. <laughs> like it really is, so, mm-hmm. yeah, and sisters, but sisters of, uh, who are daughters of terrible fathers, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. All right, now for the st- the poopy stinky stanks. How's your um, stanks? You got some stanks? What are your I've stanks? Got a, got a couple of stanks here. Stank um, me up. My first stank. Is that due to this being so self-contained, Quill, Rocket, Yondu, and Nebula are really the only characters that actually learn and grow. The other characters are just kind of there and don't do much of anything except make some jokes. Uh, Yeah, I've got to concur with that entirely. My first stank is the focus is lost. uh, Like, the focus is less balanced this time. There's a huge emphasis on Quill, Rocket, Yondu, a little bit on Gamora and Nebula. And then Drax and Groot and new character Mantis sort of fall to the comedic wayside. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. So I, while I do like that this movie is self-contained, there there is something lost in doing that because it is focused on mainly Quill and um, yeah. The they, first movie a, was like, a bit more even-handed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the first story was. Well, it ended up being a, you know, save the universe kind of deal. And right. so does this, but it's uh, sort of the background to a more personal story. Right. Um, unfortunately, with a more personal story, you, unless everyone's having a very conveniently located local personal story alongside <laughs> it. Right. It just doesn't work. But mm-hmm. yeah, this it does feels like this feels like it w- would have been great as a a TV episode. Like this is, this is an episode of TV that's all about Quill. And then next week we'll talk all about Drax or something, you know? Yeah. You're not wrong. I I think that's why stuff like the Avengers works because you've got their own movies so they can do their own little solo things and their personal stories. And then you have the big Avengers blowouts. Exactly. Problem is, is anyone or would anyone at the time have gone and seen a star Lord movie? 
Not at the time, no. Yeah. no Even now, maybe not. I mean, I would because I am a Star Lord movie. I have a sickness. <laughs> but... Yeah. Okay. Look until. <laughs> don't yeah. tell me you don't have a sickness either. I do. What? I look, do. What are we doing here? Let's not exactly. Let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> uh, okay. Second stank. Mine is we end yet again with a fight between two characters with the same abilities. Yep. Uh, I hadn't thought about it until now, and I'm not sure I agree entirely because the setup is a little different, but you do have a point. <laughs> okay. At least I have a point. That's something. Yeah, like the, the same power set thing comes up sort of at the very end because a lot of that final fight, Peter's doing his Peter thing. He's flying around with his jet boots. He's shooting his guns. Right. And then his gear gets fucking wrecked. And then he uses his newfound god powers. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Bit weird. Mm-hmm. But it's a father-son thing also. Sure. Like, it kind of makes sense that it would be like that. And also, I have said this before, if you're going to do the mirror match thing, do it on your second outing. Yeah. Don't open with that. And they didn't, so that's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ah, I've turned it into a positive, but <laughs> not really. Not really. <laughs> it, it, it's it's hard to turn that into a positive when every other Marvel movie up to this point has had some variation on this at yep. some point. Yes. Exactly. You're not wrong. What is uh, your second stank? My second stank, I, I feel like I was reaching for this one because I do fucking adore this movie. Mantis is the butt of so many jokes and I feel bad for her. <laughs> yeah. I'd... She's a new character. She's like... She gets to do some cool things, and she's very funny, mm-hmm. but she's mostly just the butt of jokes, and she gets hit in the head real hard at the end and then gets to sit the rest <laughs> of the action out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and mainly mainly because of Drax. Yes. But it's, they are the, the two that spend the most time together. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it does kind of suck for, for her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but she's that kind of character. She she gets she gets to be a weird outsider, and that's fine. Yeah. But some of the like a lot of the things that Drax says are very mean spirited, and I know it's right. not like meant to come out that way. It's just the way he says things, right? But some of it's mean. It's also hideous, <laughs> right? And then dry heaves at the thought of <laughs> sleeping with her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that's that's it. I was reaching for that one. Yeah, I had to reach too. Like, even though it does end with a mirror match, uh, it's still like it's it's fun to watch. Like, mm-hmm. the Pac Man thing <laughs> is very funny. Waka waka, waka waka. Uh, anyway, that is our Starks and Stanks. Now we come to the part of the show where we need to rank this. And guess we what? sure do. What am I guessing? I think your isn't is it your turn to. Is it my turn? Or is it my turn? You know what? I, I don't remember I'll, who. Well, the last one was Doctor Strange, and I feel like I just set a, a point on the list, and you were like, yep. Oh, yeah. But, that's but right. I can take this one if you like. No, no. I'll I'll, I'll suggest, and okay. we'll go from there. Okay. Do you, want, do you want to say what our rankings are at the moment? Uh, yeah, sure. I can, I can go through that. Okay. Our current rankings are... Captain America the Winter Soldier at number one. Yeah. Iron Man 3 at number two. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one at number three. Yeah. Then we've got Captain America Civil War, The Avengers, Captain America the First Avenger, 
Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Thor, Avengers Age of Ultron, The Incredible Hulk, Thor The Dark World, and rounding out the list at number 14 is Iron Man 2. Uh, I just realized I haven't updated my list with Doctor Strange. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Where's Doctor Strange at? Uh, Doctor Strange is sitting at number eight behind Ant-Man and before Iron Man. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to suggest putting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 mm-hmm. at number five. After Civil War, before Avengers. Ooh. Hmm. You put me in a difficult position here. (laughs) Okay. Because I personally like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 more than I like the original Guardians of the Galaxy. But we put it at third... (laughs) That's I, I would personally put Guardians Volume 2 at number three. Uh, you're saying it's better than Civil War? Yes. Because <sighs> I feel like Civil War, it's got a lot of really good like spy thriller stuff going on, but the, the main thing you're there for is the uh, airport fight. And that delivers. It's very good, and it is a good movie. It's a damn good movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very heavily weighted into certain parts of that movie. Whereas I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is very strong throughout, from start to finish. Uh, and like you, you can tell me if I'm off base on this. I, I really like Civil War. I know um, you do. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a sticking point from here on out. <laughs> um, I, this, I think the writing and the actually no, the writing in volume two is pretty good. I think <laughs> the characters, the character characterization of each character in Civil War is very evenly handed. Mm-hmm. Every character has something to do. They each get a moment. I think you're saying it's balanced. It's balanced. Where I, volume two, you've you've said the magic words. I think <laughs> is because not. Yeah, uh, where it's funny because like Captain America: Civil War is not an Avengers movie, no. but everyone still gets a decent amount of shine to them. Exactly. It's, it's like. Uh, yeah, like it's it's called Captain America: Civil War, but even even though the other characters, are, are just, they're not the title characters, but right. they do still get like time to do cool things and be characters. Right, exactly. Whereas, yeah, you 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 have a point. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two really could just be called Peter and Rac- <laughs> uh, Peter and Rocket sort their issues out. Right, exactly, and yeah, because and then the other characters are just kind of there. Yeah, they are not. I feel like this is an issue of, like, the original Guardians of the Galaxy is a very solid movie. It's very Mm well-rounded. But what Guardians 2 does better, it does way better. What does it do better? I think it's so much funnier. It is funnier. And also, I think it's got, like, a more heartfelt 
I think it's got more soul to it. I mean, I didn't get close to crying in Guardians of the Galaxy. I fucking sobbed like a bitch in Volume 2. Yeah, sure. I, I, But I think the characters are more... What am I trying to say? I think in the first movie, mm-hmm. the characters are more evenly. Yes, yeah, that that's what yeah that's what it is because Drax in Volume Two, you've said it Does is not just he's just like comic relief. Yes, he 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 doesn't even mention uh, killing Thanos <laughs> at nope. any point, even though he, he very much wants family to. Family a couple of times, but right. he, he doesn't even do that much. Okay, good, good. You've said the magic words because I really love. Look, I really love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh-huh. It's still one of my favorite Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, being as objective as possible, I- it takes bigger swings. But unfortunately, that means it misses a few more times than in-, in the original. You are right that the characters that get to have emotional moments. Those emotional are moments more are meaningful better, and yes. more impactful. Yeah, but I, th- but the fact is that like Drax and Gamora fall to the uh, wayside. Exactly, and like Drax is just not. He's really just not Drax he's in this very movie. Funny though, he's very funny, but damn it, like oh, but big man funny though. Like you <laughs> meant, like you mentioned that this one, that the second one's funnier, and that's true. Mm-hmm. But the funniness comes at the expense of characters, characterization. Like characterization. Yeah. yeah. No, um, you're totally right. Yeah, this is all correct. Uh, I think it is 100% a case of it taking bigger swings, and like when it connects on those swings, it's fucking great. But it also has more of a chance to miss, and it does miss more often than Guardians One does. Mm. Oh, that hurt to say. <laughs> But it's better than the Avengers, so that's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think yes, I definitely enjoy this more than Avengers. Yeah, I think I think the thing that's coming down to is like I look at something like Captain America: Civil War, and it's got characters from all over the MCU, and they all feel like those characters. The yeah. one exception maybe being Tony Stark, but he's emotional because he's done a lot of fucking stupid things, and <laughs> yeah. that kind of makes sense right. that he would be uh, emotionally volatile. Mm-hmm. You look at the characters in Guardians of the Galaxy and like, yeah, they are the same characters for the most part, but because they don't have stuff to do, some of them just, you know, don't do anything and don't really act like themselves. Right. So, yep. No, you're, you're probably right there. Probably. So, so we're putting it at number five? Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 considered number five. Yeah, it's still above. It's still very good. Yeah, it's above Avengers. It's yeah. above Look, Strange our, Ant-Man. Our, our point for like <clears throat> being pretty good has been Iron Man and will remain yes. Iron Man. Yeah. Anything ab- again, anything above Iron Man, it's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. I think anything- I think at this point anything above Avengers is really good. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, well, I guess I'll update at least a major time. fight for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that means that our current list, if you'd like me to read it. Oh, please do. 
Our current list is Captain America the Winter Soldier at number 1, Iron Man 3 at number 2, Guardians of the Galaxy at number 3, Captain America Civil War at number 4, our new entry, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at number 5, then Avengers, Captain America the First Avenger, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Thor, Avengers Age of Ultron, The Incredible Hulk, Thor the Dark World, and Iron Man 2 at the bottom where it shall remain. Forever and ever, amen. Yep, can't see anything dethroning that down the bottom. Nope, never. That is the show for this week. Now I need to figure out what our next movie is. It's Spider-Man. Homecoming? I believe so. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Infinity Saga. Uh, Where are we? Yes, it is. Spider-Man Homecoming is our next movie. That's added it to Disney Plus. Look at that. So hey, for our convenience. For our convenience. Um, specifically, they did, it, they did it for us. Thanks, uh, <laughs> Just Mickey. for us. Thank you. <laughs> Good old Mickey, CEO of the Disney Corporation. <laughs> God damn it. Um, any thoughts on uh, Spider-Man Homecoming before we even get there? I like Spider-Man Homecoming. It's uh, I think... Uh, a lot of people like it more than I do, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> How dare they have wrong opinions? <laughs> but uh, I, it's an enjoyable movie. Is it Spider-Man 2? No. That is a fair assessment, I think. You know what it, it does have? Mm-hmm. And it's something that Guardians 2 has that uh, we've actually been quite spoiled for lately is like decent villains. Yes. The villain. Homecoming has maybe one of the best MCU villains for a little while. I think so. Yeah. Homecoming Uh, has a very good villain. Ego's really good. Fucking Zemo is good. There's good villains now. We're finally learning. There's still some (laughs) fucking evil Doctor Strangers running around. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. But uh, you know, maybe we're getting a little bit better at this point. I think I think the best villain is in about three weeks. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're not wrong. <laughs> and neither neither was he. <laughs> no, he had a point. Yeah, he might have been onto something. <laughs> so we'll see you again next week. Well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see you through your uh, podcast listening device. Probably next week. Definitely. Unless work gets in the way. No, definitely next week. (laughs) So we'll see you then. Goodbye. Definitely next week. Are you Tony Stank? Yes, I am. I am Iron Man. Stank, stank, stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You think? You think? I am.